0: welding instructor alex Declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills
1: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that
0: exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact airpods pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear
2: hi there Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
0: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled.
3: The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com tire slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening
2: to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Hour two on this meet Friday. Dan and the Danettes, come on in. Dale Jr. will join us coming up. Indy 500 this weekend. He's part of the coverage on NBC and Peacock. The uh, Traegers are fired up. We have crispy baked chicken thighs with buffalo sauce. And, of course, baked loaded Tater Tots. Who has it better than we do?
2: Nobody. Nobody. Nobody.
3: 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Heat Celtics, game six tonight. And the Celtics are eight and a half point favorites as I speak. Nick Wright from uh, First Things First, one of our favorites, will join us coming up a little bit later on as well. We uh, have a poll question from hour one. I don't know if there's a spillover to hour two. Seaton O'Connor doing the honors.
4: There could be a spillover. Okay. If uh, you're so inclined. Okay. We had put up there, uh, which are you more likely to watch this weekend? Indy 500 or the Champions League final? Mm. Right now, 52% are watching.
3: The Indy 500. Champions League. Champions League.
4: Yep. Okay. That's still a pretty good split, though.
3: Yeah, it is. That's pretty close to 50-50. That's pretty so close to yeah. 50-50. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned Junior is going to join. By the way, I, there wasn't much coverage of Colin Kaepernick working out for the Raiders. And I don't know if, is that a good thing? It feels like it might be that, all right, we moved on. And would he be the right guy as a back? You don't want the backup to be the most famous person, most covered person. You know, Tim Tebow, if you, if you bring him in, then you have to cut him. You know, when he was on the Jets and he's, You know, it looked like he was running in slow motion, in the rain. And it felt like, you know, the mothership, it felt like it was, you know, an edict that you have to somehow get Tebow into a sports center. But I wonder if he was too famous. I wonder if he could have stayed as a second or third string quarterback. Emergency quarterback, maybe. He didn't want to play tight end. He didn't want to play that H-back. But I... He might have been too famous. And I don't know if you can bring in Colin Kaepernick and just have him as your second or third string quarterback. It feels like Seattle is the place because I think that Colin Kaepernick could actually compete for the job and maybe win that job. But, you know, the coaching staff, the ownership, everybody's got to be all in on that. Josh McDaniels had this to say about Colin Kaepernick.
5: I won't. Just by just a a standard procedure. We're not, we will only talk about the people that are on our team. I mean, Dave and his staff have worked out tons of guys, you know, this spring. um, And and we really don't make comments about the evaluations that we made or, you know, what what they look like, what they didn't look like, strengths and weaknesses, those kind of things. They're kind of You know, private, obviously, for us, uh, as we look at things to try to make decisions to make the team better, and um, you know, if players are added to the team, then obviously we'll talk about them at that point. But I respect the question, one hundred percent. I understand, but that's kind of what we'll 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 stick to.
3: All right, wisely downplaying it, but why now? What's changed? Kaepernick's what thirty four? What's changed? Nothing. Unless we've changed or the NFL has changed or we're willing to move on from it, give him a chance. I don't know. I, I'm just, I was curious that they bring him in, did get a little bit of coverage, but not like it would have been a couple of years ago. If he signed with the Raiders, what kind of coverage would we have today? But as a backup quarterback, I mean, who do they have? Nick Mullins and they have Jared Stidham. I mean, they're okay. I mean, Stidham is, we don't even know what he is. Mullins has, you know, had some starts. He's okay. But they did let Derek Carr know, hey, you know, every your job is secure here.
5: Yeah, Mark. I think training camp is where he'll get a lot of, you know, coverage, where he'll get outside of sports coverage. Yeah. But I think once the season starts, it'll just kind of be just straight football.
3: Yeah, it depends on what he does prior to the game. Backups normally don't talk to the media, but everybody's going to watch the first game with Colin Kaepernick and see what he's doing on the sidelines. Does he kneel? Does he stand? Hand over his heart? What does he do? That would be your coverage. And then if there's nothing to see, then we'll move on and just watch the game. We did reach out to you know Kaepernick. We've reached out for seven years now uh to try to have him on and maybe maybe he'll do an interview one day maybe hopefully james worthy did an interview (laughs) james worthy had a get off my lawn (laughs) moment the laker hall of famer and uh i guess in a wide-ranging interview where he talked about a lot of different things uh this was on uh, the ticket 97.1 the ticket in detroit On with Stoney and Jansen. Here's James Worthy.
4: And I think because of the, you know, the rush of guys not going to college. I mean, Kareem had four years with John Wooden. Michael Jordan and I had three years with with Dean Smith. You know, Isaiah had some years with Bobby Knight. So you learn the fundamentals. Not only that, you learn how to live. You learn how to balance your freaking checkbook in college. You know, there's a lot of things. So when when you don't get that, guys are coming to the NBA. They're not fundamentally sound. you know. So all they do is practice threes, lift weights, get tattoos, and tweet and go on social media. That's it.
3: <laughs> I, I, I think he's correct in what he's saying. Now, I don't know if that's what all of them do. They all tweet. I don't know if everybody gets tattoos. But um, if James Worthy was playing now, would he be Getting be home balancing his checkbook. Yes, of course he would he be. be doing. He would be. That's what we did in my day. We yeah.
4: stayed home and balanced our checkbook. <laughs> oh,
3: my gosh. I agree with him, and I've said this before. Fundamentals are foreign to players today. You just want to be able to play and look cool when you do it. It's, you get style points, it feels like. Now, not everybody is like that, but it feels like you want to – You want to present yourself in a way that makes you unique. You get followers. Instead of, you just play and know how to play. And he is correct. Michael Jordan learned the fundamentals. That made him the best basketball player ever. Isaiah Thomas learned fundamentals, learned defense under Bob Knight. Kareem was there with John Wooden. Now, we didn't have the three. Players were staying longer. They were staying at least two years, three years. Tim Duncan stayed four. Now it's just different. And and while it's sometimes hard to embrace, it's either that or you don't watch the game. So I've chosen to embrace it. I I I get disappointed in watching the style now. Because it's not it's not good. I mean, watching like Luca last night missed his first what, nine shots. Now, he's going to keep shooting because he's Luca, but there's bad basketball. It's, it's interesting at times, but it's bad basketball. And this fluctuation of, uh, hey, we, uh, we won by 18. Hey, we lost by 18. Hey, we won by 12. Hey, we lost by 32. That doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But it does because of the three-point shot. Everybody thinks they can do it. Very few can do it really, really well. This is why I think we fell in love with Golden State. This is prior to KD. That was fun basketball. And and they shared it. They made the extra pass. And you had two of the best shooters who have ever played taking those shots. Now it feels like everybody thinks, well, that's the style. Keep jacking them up. And then you see these, you know, these the variety of wins and losses, the point spread is just incredible. But you're gonna have that. It's gonna continue. Those numbers keep climbing because you gotta shoot the three. No, you have to make the three. You don't have to shoot it. You need to make it.
5: Yeah, Paul. Do you want it all changed for me with a three and Steph Curry? We were in New York City the night before a show we were doing in Oklahoma new York, City? Oklahoma City, February 27, 2016. And yep. we were sitting there watching, and the sound was down, but we were in a bar. Yep. And Steph pulled from a couple steps past half court because to him, he was open, and there's nobody on him. And he hit it, and it wasn't a heave, it was a jumper. And the place went berserk, people didn't even know what they were looking at. We spent a whole day on it. And to me, that's when it said, Steph's style is the new style. But it's not for everybody. That's
3: the thing. Not for everybody, but everybody thinks they can shoot outside. Like you don't have to have great athleticism. I mean, it helps, but I you know, be like Mike. Well, how many guys can jump like Michael Jordan? Steph Curry, you might be bigger than him, taller, stronger. But there's very few people who can shoot like that. And I now it's to the point like Carl Anthony Towns. Averages six three-pointers attempts per game. He's a center. That's why the game... I imagine if you had somebody come back from the 50s and you go, uh, hey, you want to watch the NBA? They'd be like, what's going on here? Wait, what's that line? Wait, everybody's shooting out there? Does anybody make any... Does anybody take it to the hoop? Nobody makes layups? Oh, they can't make free throws? Like, it would drive you crazy if you're going, that's what the NBA is. But... There, there are great talents. It's just there aren't as many great talents because I, I think everybody wants to be the same player, this the same type of player. Marcus Smart became the Defensive Player of the Year. He had to stop trying to be Steph Curry. I mean, really, that's what it came down to. Everybody's like, I want to jack threes, man. I, you know, I, I'm going to play great defense. Like, that doesn't sound like, you know, a battle cry.
5: But he had to learn to do that. Yeah, Paul. Every time you mention Marcus Smart of the Celtics, Seaton has this tick where he imitates Mark Jackson's pronunciation of Marcus Smart during a game he calls.
3: The <laughs> so Dan, just say Marcus Smart of the Celtics. And, and Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Marcus Smart. <laughs> it's like a tick. Walk. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. It's a funny name for him. Yes, it is. Uh, Greg in Phoenix joins us on the program. Greg, good morning. How are you?
2: Hey, Dan. Uh, Tyler, thank you for taking my call. <laughs> now,
1: post-colonoscopy, 6 feet, 172. All
3: right.
1: I know why you did not win the sports Emmy. Mm. I went to your Wikipedia page. Yeah. No mention of Marvin.
3: No mention of Marvin?
1: Correct. Well, on your Wikipedia page.
3: Well... Greg, I don't control my Wikipedia page. I brought him to the show, and by the way, this is this year's Emmy was based off last year when McLovin was here and Marvin was working in the back. But thank you, Greg. Got everybody trying to troubleshoot this. Yeah, Marvin.
5: Why do I need to be on your Wikipedia page? I don't know. I didn't want to
3: delve too deeply. Market small. Yeah, thank you.
5: Yes, Paul. I've looked at our show Wikipedia page before a long whick, time ago. Whick, whick. It's got numerous errors. Yeah. Numerous. Yeah. Yeah, we don't control that. I've never been to the Wikipedia page.
3: Uh Will in Florida. Hi, Will, what's on your mind today?
1: Not much. Six
0: one ten score plus five. <laughs> Love your show, and yesterday, what an interview with Joey Votto. The Hall of Very Good, that is his motto. Plays for the Cincinnati Reds. Walks around in a hoodie and some kids. Votto, Votto, mother effin' Votto. What an interview with Joey
3: Votto. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Like song. Well done. Oh no! We've just we've just unleashed
5: song versions. Todd
3: singing his limerick. Oh Oh, no! Wow, that's a (laughs) whole genre. I'm gonna Um, retire uh, singing the
6: limericks.
3: Todd does have a Sports Center theme based off of uh, our headlines. Todd, are you are you ready?
6: I am. Marvin's gonna set me up.
3: Oh, Marvin, you got some music.
2: Coming up on SportsCenter,
6: Warriors came out to play and did they make a splash? They need a hero. Can Miami move things back to South Beach? Or bam, will their title hopes burst in Boston? Also, everything you kneel to know about the Raiders' workout. No cap. <laughs> Fat Alberta. <laughs> a serious clinching effort for Connor puts Calgary's season up in flames. It was Fat Tuesday on a Thursday with some zestful news about Zion. Rangers rocked like a hurricane. Broadway has the blues. And that one game from having the curtain pulled. O.T. No Lamar, no Kyler, no worries, we'll explain. And Big Game James says today's NBA
7: NBA players aren't worthy, but you are. Of another edition of Sports Center, next. Okay.
5: God <laughs>
4: said no cap. No cap.
5: no
2: cap. no cap got me. No cap. <laughs> no cap. Oh, Still so good.
5: I'm learning from the kids at yeah. home. Yeah, cap.
2: No cap. Yeah,
3: cap. That's cap. Yeah. That's cap. Yeah. My kids started doing, it, and I go, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're not, no. There's a lot of capping
4: in my house. Yeah, we're not doing
3: that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cap. No.
4: Everything is that's cap or all right, bet.
3: All right, bet. Or
4: bruh. Yeah, bruh.
3: Yeah, a lot of bruh. (laughs) Let's take a break. We'll talk to Dale Earnhardt Jr. He joins us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of The Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
3: Miller Lite, get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Mike Trico, Danica Patrick, no relation, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, just some of the uh, crew that's going to be covering the Indianapolis 500 on NBC and Peacock coming up this weekend. Junior uh, joins us now.
1: Uh, are you at Indy right now? I am. I'm in the infield uh, getting ready for... Uh, we got a practice here uh, coming up in a bit, so getting ready to to see a little bit of cars on track. Do they let you take a spin? Could you take a spin if you wanted to in a car? I don't think so. I think that... Uh, at this point in the weekend, the race is Sunday. I think that um, all those kind of shenanigans, they might be able to happen. That might have been able to happen earlier in the month. But <laughs> things, pretty, things are getting pretty serious now that we're uh, just a few days away.
3: What's the difference driving-wise if I said you were going to drive NASCAR, Formula One, or Indy?
1: Well, I think that, you know, to be quite honest with you, I feel like that, you know, F1 uh, has always sort of, Felt like the most elite form of racing in terms of drivers and and you know where if you're young and you're thinking man I want to become a you know a championship driver what form of motorsport would you think is the most elite I think a lot of people would say F1, IndyCar is making a uh, resurgence in 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 popularity and uh, the racing and personalities in this sport of IndyCar is 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 on the on the on the upswing. So it's it's uh it's having some some good momentum right now. And um, you know, NASCAR is where I grew up in, and I'm always gonna have a, a special place in my heart for stock cars and 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 all the history that that my family has in that. But uh but skill you know, level wise. Skill level wise. Well, I mean they're all different disciplines. It's kind of uh, you know, I think if you took the best driver out of each uh series they might all not they might not have that same success in the other cars because they drive so differently i know that formula one and any car are more similar obviously than a nascar cup car but so that would probably be you know driving a cup car would be super foreign i think for a guy like hamilton or or scott dixon they would figure it out they would find a way to be com- become competitive but we're watching, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson struggle in IndyCar, car, uh, seven-time champion in NASCAR, uh, and that shows that, it, you know, you just don't unplug from one series and plug into the other one and and become successful right away. It, it uh, you you almost have to grow up from the very beginning, early stages of your life, at five, ten years old, and and have that decision of where you want to go in that moment, right? And be working toward that goal and living that goal your whole life to, uh, you know, you don't, you don't become a, you don't start at 35 years old and decide you're going to be an IndyCar champion. You know, yeah, that starts at five, 10, 15 years old.
3: What if you told your dad at age 18, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do IndyCar.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think he would probably think that's, that's impossible because I had no, Connections. I had no networking. He knew nothing about that uh, type of racing, and and how 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 would I get involved? Where how would I start to to create that path for myself? So, um, and, you know, we were so entrenched in stock cars that that would probably be very impractical for me to. But do. but
3: can those skills be like? Did you get those from your father, or do you no, just get I, it from driving?
1: Well, I think that there are some things you're born with that actually help, you know, absolutely help you different attributes, you know, physical attributes and whatnot, uh, you know, great peripheral vision and things like that. So there are some things you're born with, but I think that when you are born into a situation where you're around it all the time and you're observing as a child what you're seeing on the racetrack or what your father might be doing, if you grow up around the racetrack, you attain a lot of knowledge at a very young age about what you're seeing and you know uh, you know so when you jump into a race car even at a young age it all makes sense because you you saw it happen uh you you know so things come to you quicker you, your learning curve is a is much uh less steep when you grow up around the racetrack as a child
3: yeah i'm, I'm curious about formula one that that tv show on Netflix kind of open the door for people to kind of understand like it became younger demo seems to be like wow that's kind of cool that like can it be based off of that a TV show that all of a sudden I mean Formula One's been around for decades and it feels like people you know became an overnight success.
1: It really did. Uh, um, That certainly is what happened Uh, and it has made you know formula 1 like you say it was already a, a global uh, iconic brand and um at least i can say in the united states that the netflix series has made many more many more fans for for formula 1 a lot of people are watching formula 1 in the united states that never watched it before because of that series and that has really opened the eyes i think of of all motorsports nascar indycar how can we sort of recreate that same magic and there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes where I think NASCAR is from you know I know I know in the inner circles of NASCAR they're trying to work on some similar you know content that might have the same impact on on fan engagement so it's uh you know Formula One's incredible but I think that the series really brought that to everybody's living room and allowed people easy easy access to just how special that series and those cars and drivers are. But, and so other but, forms of motorsports can follow suit. Could you do indie
3: cars, you know, in the United States and and have tracks just like you have in Formula One? What do you mean? That you just set up, you know, I mean, that then yeah. maybe expand it, I should say.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they can they can have it, they can build a street course pretty much anywhere. Um, you know, and I think that uh you know formula one can formula one has so much leverage you know of course these you know cities like miami would love to have formula one come compete there so they'd do anything right they'll make it yeah. happen <laughs> it needs to happen so uh you know and i don't know i don't know if you know nascar and indycar they have some leverage you know nascar's had some conversations with chicago about having a street course there uh around uh around the you know the, the old stadium and so it's uh Everybody's having to think outside the box. You know, NASCAR went to the Coliseum to race. I never thought I'd see that. And uh, over in L.A. So um, I think the pandemic has really made everybody open up to anything's possible. We shouldn't be really kind of stuck to our traditions and what we think is our lane. Right. We can really kind of let's go outside our lane a little bit and do some things that people thought we'd never do. And we're starting to see that a little bit with NASCAR, especially.
3: Dale Jr. will be part of NBC Sports coverage of The Greatest Spectacle in Racing alongside Danica Patrick and uh, Mike Tirico. Coverage gets underway at 11 a.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Did you ever have any uh, issue with Danica Patrick? Any uh, (laughs) run-ins?
1: No. Danica used to drive for me at Junior Motorsports for a couple years before she went into the Cup Series, so um, I was just, we had just, we had dinner, me, her and Mike at dinner last night and I was telling her, I remember when she was running the Atlantic series and that's when I first saw her race, uh, cause those were on television and I thought, man, she's so good. And I couldn't wait for her to move up into IndyCar. And I was, a, so I was a fan of Danica's, uh, way back then. And when she decided to come to NASCAR, we were the team that she chose to, to do that. You know to to try that challenge with and so we were kind of um we were kind of lucky because she 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 made our she made our company at junior murder sports a lot better uh and um the experience she was good you know we had a great we had some great runs and she was competitive um and then she moved on the cup and drove for Stewart Haas, and 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 the rest is history but uh yeah, we never had any problems on the racetrack. I raced with her a few times, but um, we we did have one uh, at Kentucky. I ran out of brakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the brakes were uh, we were having an issue. A brake wait, issue. wait, wait, wait! How do you run out of brakes? Well, the brakes, the brakes cooked like. Uh, I got either a bunch of debris on the grill or whatever and it cooked the brake fluid and so the brake pedal would go to the floor and the brakes would not <laughs> slow down the car and so i was falling back to the pack and i'd been running behind her for a little while and i was running uh you know we went into a corner and she slowed down for the corner and i didn't and i ran in the back of her and put her in the fence and uh we ran into each other on pit road she was mad <laughs> and uh she got out of the car and was like you know i don't know what he was doing and and but we i told her afterwards i said man i had any brakes couldn't stop i had you know you you were in front of me and i hit you and it was just a bad deal. She's like if you didn't have any brakes you should have got off the track <laughs> <laughs> she was right you
3: didn't have any you know like emergency blinkers that you can put on in your nascar
1: there was nothing I could do. Uh, I didn't think <laughs> other than get off the racetrack. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes you try to do whatever you can to stay out there and compete, but that was the only time I can remember us ever really having any kind of on track, you know, disagreement.
3: The noise of Daytona as opposed to Indy, what's the difference? Uh, the noise the sound.
1: Oh man. I mean, the cars sound completely different. Um, the the Indy cars are flying you know they're doing a, a 245 miles an hour almost at the end of the back straightaway and qualifying wow and i'll be on the peacock pit box at the end of turn 1 at the end of pit road uh in turn 1 and the cars are coming by they look like airplanes going right you know that are floating across the ground that's really what they look like um they have a lot of similarities in shape and so forth and so they kind of they kind of look like fighter jets going around the racetrack and the speed is insane. So uh, how much faster can they go? Probably. I mean, they could probably go a lot faster. I mean, yeah, I don't know. 250, 260. They could probably go quite a bit faster. There's really no. What's the fastest
3: you've driven an Indy car?
1: Uh, I've never drove an Indy car, but I ran 220 at Michigan in a cup car. At the end of the straightaway, in probably two thousand and eight or so, we were they repaid uh, Michigan, and we were flying around that racetrack, averaging about a two hundred four, two hundred five lap. So uh, two twenty at the end of the straight. You really can't tell the difference. That's why I was going to ask
3: you because sometimes baseball players will go. I'll say yeah. ninety five miles an hour, and then a hundred miles an hour. How much Same. of a difference?
1: Yeah, it feels like once you're around one eighty. It all feels the same from that point on. Um, now, I, would, I don't know. 240 might feel quite a bit different than 180. I never went 240, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, two hundred one eighty 180 to 220, it's all kind of the same, really. It all slows down, and you, if you're if you running lap after lap after lap, and you know, mentally you start to sort of slow everything down in your mind.
3: How important is your eyesight, having good eyesight, being a driver?
1: Super important, super important, because – the tracks have a bunch of imperfections in them cracks uh seals like little little lines where they've sealed the track uh, bumps and cracks and whatever right and there's the, there's the apron the white line or yellow line down there below that you want to put the car you really want to put this car within inches you're trying to hit marks really that are so p- specific and if visually you can't see all of those things uh you're really at a disadvantage so uh when I was when I was a cup racer having having great 2020 vision not needing you know glasses or 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 contacts or anything I thought was was a was an advantage and when my sight you know when I turned 40 and my eyesight started (laughs) changing uh when I started holding my phone further and further out and then my my arms were no longer long enough um that was I became a disadvantage you really You know, you you see drivers like Joe Legano and Harvick wearing glasses now in the car. Well, it's because they can't. You have to read the dash better to be able to see the the digital dash and all the things much clearer, but also to be able to see some of the specific uh, nuances of the surface of the racetrack because you really want to try to make sure you're putting your car exactly to the inch of where you want to be in those corners.
3: Maybe we create a shield for the helmet that's prescription.
1: That'd be nice, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I think that um, <laughs> some of these guys are getting up toward their 40s or even over 40 years old are going to need some – Some they probably some of them more will need glasses, and they don't even know it. I didn't know I need glasses till I picked up my mom's one day, and I was like, holy moly, this is like <laughs> HD. What have I been doing?
3: Oh, by the way, I, uh, I have the um, the accident with you and Danica. Oh, you got it. Uh, so she she said to her team – Go bleep yourself! I mean, really. <laughs> if you don't have any brakes, why would you drive in underneath me? Weren't you thinking about that? Maybe the corner before that. What a ass
1: bleep! Yeah. Ouch. That's it. Yeah. Hey, um, when we're when you know when we climb in that car and put a helmet on, we're all drivers, and we all have bad <laughs> bad language. So
3: that was well. Be careful with your language this weekend, though, <laughs> Junior. Okay. <laughs> I will. I won't worry. I won't
1: have to worry about it. I ain't putting a helmet on this. Week well, yet. you're
3: next to Danica. I just don't want something, you know. If you bump We're good.
1: into I her just told you we went to dinner last night. We're okay. all friends now.
3: All right. Okay. All right. Uh hey, thanks for joining us. Tell uh Danica and uh, Tarika we said hello.
1: I will. Good to talk to Thank you. Good you, buddy.
3: See That's Dale see Jr. You. He'll be part of the NBC sports coverage of the greatest spectacle in racing. It uh, starts at eleven AM Eastern. That'll be uh, coming up this weekend. Peacock, NBC.
2: Always good to talk to Junior. All
3: right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with your phone calls right after this.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Embrace the new year with a new style of whiskey. Keeper's Heart, the official whiskey of the Dan Patrick Show, brings together the smoothness of Irish whiskey with the boldness of American whiskey. It's a new style of whiskey and perfectly balanced taste experience. In just two years, Keeper's Heart has already earned over 130 awards. They must have just won 10 more because last week it was 120. Everybody is finding out about the world's best Irish whiskey. They have that prestigious title. Now, the legendary distiller is Brian Nation. He's the one who started Jameson and uh, Red Breast Whiskey. So he comes over to the United States and he creates this in two years. They are an award-winning team. Machine. And as we approach St. Paddy's Day, no better choice than Keeper's Heart to celebrate the occasion. The perfect blend of smooth Irish and bold American whiskeys creating a wonderfully balanced taste profile. Go to Keeper'sHeartWhiskey.com and use the code DAN24 for $10 off. And remember, sip responsibly. Greatest spectacle in racing, the Indy 500 back. Don't miss the excitement. The Milk, the pageantry, Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Andrew in Michigan. Andrew joins us. How are you, Andrew?
0: Doing well. Thanks, Dan. Uh, My dad was a UD grad, so I always love hearing you talk about UD when you do. Um, We had neighbors move in over the winter and I recently got to meet them uh, the last week or two, and he has a construction business. When he reached out his hand to check my hand, quickly noticed his fingers were cut off between the first and second knuckle. So immediately my mind is, oh, I wonder what happened. Second, you know, quickly the next it was,
4: I wonder if his hands are still bigger than Marvin's. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
3: wow. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs>
4: Great delivery, That's too. an all-timer.
3: Yeah.
5: I thought, are they bigger than Marvin's? <laughs> Dead Yeah, you're meeting a guy who's got part of his fingers removed. I thought it was going to be a beautiful story about some war hero yeah, that was his neighbor. He saved
3: somebody's life. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I wonder if his hands are bigger than Marvin's. That's messed up, Marvin.
5: So it's for. The, it really is.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it, it's, it's it's part of your legacy. I feel like we should hire Andrew just based on the strength of that call. <laughs> You need a gig, dude. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Chris in South Carolina. I think is this Chris who lost the bet, the Emmy bet? Yeah. Took the yeah. pie to the yeah,
1: face. I'm the non, non-truck driver, Chris. Uh, oh. And, uh, so you did yep, a pie yep. to the
3: face at your pool. Your wife did, and right. the the dog comes in. There's pie on the on the uh, the ground by the pool, and then your son comes <laughs> over and starts licking the ground. With the whipped cream.
1: Right. Yeah, my buddy said he wished he'd known that that was happening. He would have let it roll for about 10 more seconds. Oh, my God. uh, But uh, that is a classic. I appreciate you guys airing it. And then uh, thanks for the the pie-to-the-face bet t-shirt. So looking forward to getting that in the mail. And uh, you guys have a good weekend.
3: Yeah, your son's a legend. And uh, uh, congrats on your wife as well, Chris.
5: Well done. (laughs) Congrats on your wife. Well, I I don't know how to say that. I think that's a polite way to say it. Because you can't say your wife's... uh... Smoking hot. No, I mean, I just
3: congratulations on on your wife. Hey, well done. <laughs> yeah. Her, well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you say like somebody's wife is good looking?
4: Well, and why is it? Why is it seen? I've never understood this, but why is that seen as 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 rude? Like, I kind of like when dudes think my wife is smoking hot. Like, yeah,
3: I know. Well, I, I think I've said you, I mean, we all overachieve, but, you know, congratulations on your wives. <laughs> but I I don't, I'd feel a little awkward to say, uh, hey, you know, Aaron's looking pretty good. You know, that would sound a little... I just, so you know, that doesn't bother me. Oh, it does No, no, no. Okay. What, yeah. I mean, hey, watch
6: it,
4: Bob, huh? <laughs> watch <laughs> it. <laughs> like what? Yes, Marv.
5: When I brought my wife around for the first time, my uncle, like, this might be a cultural thing. My uncle goes. Okay, Playboy, I see you. (laughs) Okay. All right. My uncle said the same thing. It's coincidence. He said the exact same thing. (laughs) Okay, Okay, Playboy, playboy, I see you. That's great. That's so random. Okay,
4: Playboy, I see you.
5: Okay, Playboy, I see you. Cap.
4: Cap. No cap.
5: Yeah.
3: I always judged how good looking the girl was by how my brothers reacted when,
5: uh, when I brought somebody home. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Checking around. All right. Yeah, Paul. It's the language of the compliment. If you say, "Wow, hey, nice work," to a guy when you meet his wife first time, that's fine. But if you say something like, "Your wife's a piece," I I No, se- no, that's didn't. what I'm saying that's wrong. I've I've seen someone say that before. Yeah, that's not good. Right. That that that, the that language. that wouldn't be good. Not not good.
4: I don't think. No. Yeah, see. Yeah, I got no problems with it. Really? Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I don't have any problem. Like, if my wife, whatever clothes she's wearing, if she's like really going out for the night, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> let's go.
3: <laughs> go ahead, babe. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, uh, I'm all about it. Um. Okay. Shannon in Indiana. Hi, Shannon. What's on your mind? What up, DP? Hi, Shannon. Hey,
4: I just wanted to talk about the Indy Five hundred. You were talking about a tradition and all that. Yep. You know the the hundred years they had five hundred thousand people here, Dan, and that's a tradition. You get five hundred thousand people in one place. I think it's amazing, and I think people underestimate the any five hundred.
3: Well, they do. Uh, they do now, but back when we were, I was growing up in the seventies and the eighties, it was like you knew these drivers. But, you know, NASCAR wasn't competing with the Indy 500. You knew Al Unser and Rick Mears, AJ Foyt, Mario Andretti. Like, these were the greatest drivers in the world. We weren't talking about Formula One, NASCAR. But it feels like each sport has their moment. Baseball's had its moment. Football certainly has its moment. You know, you kind of have these waves where popularity, or it's a player, it's a team. Yeah, see. Well, we keep talking about that Netflix
4: show, but those are spread out across a bunch of different sports where you don't even have to know anything about the sport, but you can get like this crash course on what makes it compelling. Yeah. And then you're you're just immediately dropped right into, you know, oh now I get the race a little better, or now I understand why this is special. But I'm not a big
3: soccer watcher. I, I, I might a little bit, but I watch documentaries that are on soccer teams. I, I've watched a couple of those. Like all or nothing on uh Amazon, I think. Those are really good. Yeah, but I
4: watched uh it was Leeds. Uh oh, Take Us Home. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh Sunderland. Sunderland till I die. Yes. Also great. And i yeah. but it's about the spirit of a team, what it means to a city, uh relegation. Uh Coming back from that, that that's what really interests me. I love the relationships that you have. Yes, he... The end of just this past
4: season uh, where you had Manchester City and Liverpool fighting for the top spot to see who was going to win, but then you also on that same day had Leeds. They were yes. fighting for
3: 17th place. <laughs>
4: no. You know what I mean? And it was like just like life or death that they have to finish in and 17th. And they felt
3: as good as Manchester City did. Winning.
4: Oh, absolutely. Staying up like that? Heck
3: yeah. Oh, relegation. It was awesome. But I would like to, when I retire, maybe take a spin through uh, the UK and just watch, as go to as many soccer matches as possible. I'd, I'd really like to do that. But I also want to do that with some college football cities that I haven't been to. Uh, I'd like to do that as
5: well. Yeah, Paul. Can you do a two month retirement? We'll do the college thing, the 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 soccer thing. Then no, come right back here and start the show again, and we'll go with you. Mm. Just for two months, we go and then mm. come right back. Yeah. Sabbaticals. I can't do that. I can't do that to sabbatical. the audience. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I can't do that to them.
3: <laughs> what would this audience do? Oh wait, wait, yeah, Marv.
5: It could be like a TV show. It's the season finale, yeah. and then you just come back take a couple months off we all go to Tuscaloosa, and we go to liverpool we all go i'm including myself mm, yep. and so and then we come back season premiere mm. everybody's excited
3: well this isn't like ozark coming back for another season <laughs> we can split it into two seasons <laughs> yeah, seven true. episodes each like we this isn't stranger things uh. like this is at least i don't think it is uh scott in jacksonville hi scott what's on your mind
6: Hey, Scott. Hello, Dan. Hello, long uh, Longtime listener, 58194. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to mention, and I'm sure you're aware uh, being a professional interviewer, mm. that how much better Dale Earnhardt Jr. is at an interview since he's been with Amy. He used to be almost impossible to talk to and really couldn't express his thoughts the way that he can now. He's such a more open, honest, uh, complete interview than, uh, than I've ever seen him before. And yeah, I and, your-
3: yeah, and he's mentioned that on the show, Scott. And you're right. But understand this with Junior. He knows with just about every interview, there was a time period where he knew there would be a question about his father dying. He knew it. It was just a question of how was it going to be phrased? When was it going to be asked? But you're right. He is, he's let his guard down. He's opened up. Great sense of humor. And we love having him on. Because it feels more like a conversation than an interview. Nick Wright's going to join us coming up. Final hour.
4: or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
8: busy weekends are a breeze with american express platinum card 8 a.m wait to board plane in the centurion lounge (sighs) much better 2 p.m grab seats for the game 6 p.m. book an exclusive reservation with resi global dining access right because the american express platinum card offers access to the centurion lounge must see live events and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with terms apply
3: Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQ.